He's Ali Albarigo, and this is the School Owner Talk Podcast. Again, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Albarigo, schoolownertalk.com. Ali, great to be with you, sir. Yes, as well. Yeah. Uh, great to be with you as well. Uh, coming off of a crazy busy weekend for me and um, just recovering now. And uh, good to have on our friend, uh, Gus, and, and uh, advertises for both of us. And, and Gus yeah, and I do a podcast together. So everything has been doing really well with that. And so uh, excited to have Gus Lopez from Lead Hunter Media on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Looking yeah, forward yeah, to it. Definitely. And, and um, hey, I, I just had uh, a gentleman that I know, because I'm looking at your microphone, Gus, and I just had a gentleman that I know uh, interview me for his podcast. And mm-hmm. uh, he actually came into the studio. It, it looks exactly like that. And it sounded so good. That microphone sounded so good. What kind of microphone is that? Yeah, this is a Blue Yeti, a Blue okay. Yeti mic. So I, I just have to, it's really good. I just have to be like pretty close to it um, or else it doesn't sound as good. But uh, a lot of people have this like extension that I don't know if you've seen it that comes from like this, this top. Yeah, uh, that's I, need, I need to get one of those. That's what I, I have. Yeah, that yeah. Whole, I have that whole setup. Yeah, there as you well. go. Yeah. And mine's a, mine's a sure. I bought Gus actually bought me for Christmas that Blue Yeti. And I, I had yeah. just purchased the Shure because I do recording on mine um, yep. and, and vocals and things like that. And this one had a, a really great sound to it, too. So there's so many and they're not that expensive these days. Right. A lot of nice no. mics out there. Well, and uh, I know we're going off topic, but even like the camera that I'm using was the one that we were doing all of our COVID uh, videos on right. when we were doing our, our, uh, our Zooms for, yeah. for COVID. But I know today what we want to do for uh, all our listeners is to drill in um, the back to school because we got end of summer, back to school. I know from experience that I know like when I was starting to first learn marketing and when and how and all those things, by the time I, I, I actually started marketing, back to school was uh, pretty much uh, already in swing or over. And so I had to learn how to really decide when was the sweet spot to actually begin uh, back to school marketing. But before we get into all of that, I'm just curious, Gus, with your clients, uh, and we are just, you know, full disclosure, Allie and I both are, um, you know, your top client. I mean, uh, uh, some of your clients <laughs> and uh, have been, I know, Allie, you've been in with them for like six, six and a half years, right? I think I, I don't right know. After- like I, Gus and I chatted about that and my wife and I said, well, I know Gus for four years now, something like that. Uh, and we have never really met in person. Like we speak in person visually, but we've never been in the same physical room together. Um, so, uh, you know, my wife's like, has it been four years or more? I'm like, it seems, it seems like 20, but, um, well, I think yeah. it's been yeah. more because, you know, COVID we were working with him and prior to COVID, I, I believe I was with him for almost two years prior to COVID. So that'd be about five years almost. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's been about four or five years. Yeah. It's, it's wow. kind of crazy how, uh, how long we've been working together and, and yeah, time, time flies, man. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so with regards to, you know, your clients, what are you what are you talking with them about setting up 
for back to school or should they even do back to school? Should they just keep the same ads they've been running? Like, you know, what, what, uh, what do you believe that they should be doing for back to school? Yeah. So I, I think a lot of stuff that has been going on or some stuff that I've been noticing is that um, people normally tend to like cut off their marketing in the, in the summer, which I don't advise anybody to do. I know like for all of you, all of our ads are still running. We're still getting enrollment and stuff like that. Even if things have slowed down a bit, um, that momentum is key for the back to school. Another yes. mistake that I see is that uh, people have been wanting to do like back to school marketing, like in like September, but by then it, it's like really too late. It's, it's really about the preparation. So like early August is kind of when you want to kick off everything uh, to make sure that you have everything ready. Like we're working on a lot of cool stuff in terms of like ads and creative stuff like that uh, to make sure that we make things exciting for, for the back to school season. But I, I think for sure is uh, the preparation leading to the back to school and the timing. Um, that's going to be like one of the key things. I mean, maybe, maybe we can talk about in a little bit more detail, but uh, I, I know that for us, like we're, we're always like super prepared. I, I know Dwayne, you're always messaging me, me like even before like 4th of July, stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's, it's great to have that, that, that we're kind of planning ahead. But yeah, I think um, for sure some of the stuff that we're doing is uh, uh, we're testing different offers, testing different like uh, ad copies, photos, stuff like that. Um, but the, the main thing is going to be, like I said, the preparation for the back to school season. I know, uh, this is kind of off topic, but off, off topic, but, but on topic, uh, I know, you know, like you had brought up, I, I had said, Hey, let's switch up our ads for 4th of July. And we switched and did something and, and for, and 4th of July is a slower week anyways. Uh, everybody's busy, even though they're on Facebook and doing all those things, they're not making appointments generally, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for martial arts schools. And so, I said, Hey, let's switch it up. And prior to that, I had done a video script that you had given me, uh, to create a video, dude, that video, uh, script worked. And then Mm -hmm. I said, Hey, let's switch to this. And I gave you, it wasn't a video script. It was, you know, some, um, ad copy, but then also it was a video ad, but it was just a static video ad, just an image with some, you know, emojis doing different things. And boy, did that perform um, very poorly in both of my locations. So it wasn't just even one area. Um, And I say that because for two different reasons. One, I want everybody to know that, you know, the info that Gus is giving me to do, if I decide not to do it, which you which I did for the videos, but then I was like, Hey, let's do this. And you're like, okay, uh, we can go ahead and try it. And you allowed me to try it. Um, and then we went back to the videos afterwards to the original videos that you had given me and boom, now my, you know, my leads are popping back up again. So I I say all that to boy, did I think I had something going on? Um, but what I don't have that you have is the perspective of, what's happening from the back end to multiple different studios and locations and what's actually working and what isn't working. So when you say that you're testing it, you've got X number of martial arts schools that work with you and you're able to see everything in totality and what's working and what's not. So I screwed it up for the week of the 4th of July, um, you know, but I just, I wanted to throw that out there. It wasn't your fault. It was, you were like, okay, we can try it. You know, so yeah i mean it was a good i mean in in theory it looks 
like everything that you put out there, it looks good, right? But you never really know until you actually test it. So it's uh, it's it's definitely like that's another thing I want to mention is for for the clients is uh, or for just like martial arts school owners in general is just because it looks good doesn't mean it's going to perform. Like if you have a pretty website, it can look really good, but that doesn't mean it's actually going to generate leads. So we also have to keep that in mind when we're like putting ads out there or creating certain things is that we have to make sure that it actually converts. Uh, obviously making sure that things look on brand as well. Uh, we don't want something that looks totally uh, like bad or bad quality, but for sure it's uh, that the main priority would be the conversions, making sure that we're getting leads, appointments, and, and people coming in. So let me ask you this. Uh, should people switch their ads up and do something for back to school? So let's say they've been running something all summer. Um, uh, number one, should they switch it up? And number two, if so, when should you believe that should happen? Yeah, I, I think for sure. I mean, I think back to school is the, the season where like most parents are are looking to put their their child into to doing something and they're more receptive maybe they've been seeing our ads all summer and, and they're finally like wow like i've been seeing this person's ads all summer like like now i'm ready to do something this is the first person that i think of which is really great uh, because I, I know that for for you you and ali um we never stop marketing so it's 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 you probably have a lot of that and that's really where the the momentum will come from but um as far as like when if, if to switch it up, yes, definitely do a better offer. Start being creative, like maybe do something that nobody else has done within the area. Because if you're, let's say you're giving away a free week and everybody, you have 20 schools around you doing the same thing, there has to be some sort of uh, like thing to make you different. So we, we also have to keep that in mind. And then also um, I would start advertising back to school like early August, like Within, within the 1st of August, I would start definitely doing some back-to-school themed type of ads because um, that's that's really, like I said, August is really where we start building our momentum. Pe- people are kind of getting like getting into the zone. And then by September, a lot of people try to advertise in, in September, but by then it's like it's too late at that point. So we want to make sure that we're prepared like at least a month ahead. So let's say that, um, and I know we're in the middle of, towards the end of July. I mean, right. As we're recording this and, and, and broadcasting it, it's July 19th, 2023. If somebody's uh, school actually starts, let, I'm trying to look at my calendar here real quick. Let's say August 14th. So that's a Monday, August 14th. That's a month away. Shouldn't they start advertising now? Yes. So, I mean, like I said, I, I would recommend that people don't stop advertising during the summer. Um, so as far as like when to actually start, like if you're not running a campaign right now, obviously the, the sooner the better, like um, we're kind of going to build that momentum now. Um, ideally, like if you haven't started and, and you need time to prep, you can maybe start at like the beginning of August, but yeah, for, for sure. Like, we have to prepare at least some sort of game plan beforehand uh, as well. Not just like, Hey, I'm going to put some ads up, up, up there. Uh, let's hope I get something right. So there has to be a plan behind that as well. So I'm curious then um, I know for us, like I've already recorded my, my video script, sent that over to you. Um, you know, we're just waiting <laughs> to launch it. I know in our area, um, school actually starts around the the 14th or even the 21st depending on what school district 
you're in. And then there, there are a few that actually wait until, you know, uh, September and, and um, what is that? Labor Day, um, you know, once Labor Day. But there's only like one, I think that, yeah, one that is actually, you know, doing that. That being said, would it be important for school owners to go ahead and, and uh, look at all the schools that are in their area, their target market, and see when those schools start? Yeah, I think that every area is different, right? Some schools are like late August, some schools uh, open September. So for sure, like we want to make sure that we're prepared. But like I said, I think the most important thing is that number one, we have a game plan for back to school, like not only for digital marketing. I, I know Ali is really good at this about doing like some guerrilla marketing, uh, referrals, stuff like that. Um, but also just making sure that we have like back to school themed campaigns we, ha we have maybe uh, some some different offers that we haven't tried before different like for us like we're really big on creating like different graphics so uh, you know thankfully we have a, we have a great team member that does like graphic design video editing so she makes a lot of graphics for for us and for the clients uh, I, I'm not sure if anybody else has seen our ads but uh, the graphics are, are pretty great in my opinion um, so we ha we have to just make sure that we're constantly creating new graphics, constantly switching things up and uh, obviously making, making sure that uh, we're prepared. So number one is the game plan. Number two is, is like, like creating like an actual like plan on the ads. So like, what am I, how many platforms am I going to run? Like what, what am I going to do in terms of guerrilla marketing? Um, how many avenues am I going to, am I going to do this? And then, and then from there it's, it's about building the ads. It's about the, the creatives, which are like the graphics and then also the offer, like what offer I'm, am I going to be running for, for this back to school season? That's going to kind of captivate a lot of people with it within this high, high season. What do you suggest as a good offer for back to school time? Yeah. So there's a bunch of different ones. I mean, I know, um, Ali, like obviously the, the, the more, the better that it sounds, the, the, the more people are going to get attention, like the more people are going to be receptive to it. Like I know Ali loves the the free month, right? And that's a really good offer. It, it works really well. Um, however, for some school, like it depends on your school, like and your area too. Like for Ali, he's been doing this for thirty years, so he can take a free month and you know get get the right people and convert the right people, right? Somebody else might do a free month and, and they might not know how to keep people engaged throughout the 30 days or close them. So I think that it, it has to do with the school owner, but also it has to do with uh, with like what type of offer you're running. So for some people, as far as our best offers, the one free month is, is one of our best offers. Two free weeks is one of our best offers. We've been doing like paid trials that have been working like pretty well as well. Like if, if you're somebody that struggling with like no shows or you're struggling with, with getting quality people um, definitely doing some sort of paid trial and getting some sort of prepay up front, like, like before they come in uh, that's something that have been, has been working for us as well. Yeah. I, I also, when regards, I'm starting to become that guy cause we've been running this for so long. The guy who's known as giving a free month. So like my whole sales pitch is like, we want you to love it. We want us to fall in love with you. And we want you to know that this is the right thing for you. So take a free month on us. But I have to say that I've actually, what's today? Today's the 19th. Um, I've already converted six members uh, all quickly 
that are in the free month. So within the first week and a half, I've converted them into full-time memberships. So um, I, I don't just wait around for it to happen. Like I'll always give them an offer day one. I'll say, listen, if you come in, you take the free month. But if you find that you absolutely love this or your child really loves it and you want to sign up early, I'll give you an additional $50 off your first month as an early sign-up benefit. So that kind of encourages them. You know, Once they see they like it, they don't have to wait around. I, I have a few that I text this morning that are like, no, no, we're just going to wait until the end of the month. I'm like, that's only like six days away. You, you think mm -hmm. another six days is going to make all that much of a difference. So they're still on the fence and they probably won't join. Um, I find that with renewals too, that people, if they're waiting to the last minute to renew their membership for the following yeah. year, something is on the fence. Yeah. So uh, as far as that, like to Ali's point, you don't have to wait like just because you're giving away, let's say two, three weeks or a month, it doesn't mean you have to wait two weeks to sign them up or a month to sign them up. It just means it's just something to get them in the door to incentivize them. And then from there, you could give them a, some incentives to actually enroll early. Like one of the things that we do or we suggest our clients do is that they have some sort of incentive, right? Like it's not just, hey, come in for the trial and then sign up. It's, hey, like we have two free weeks, but if you sign up before the two free weeks, we maybe give you a free uniform or we, we like waive or discount the registration uh, just to kind of give them an incentive to commit early and uh, to actually like convert, right? Because after the two weeks or after the month, like people might not be sure. They might be like, oh, like I'm not like over on the fence. So we want to capture them when they're most excited yeah. and when they're, when they're going to be like willing to be the most committed. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally agree. And that goes back to your point where you said it, it's okay to give a free month as long as you have systems in place and you're able to actually close the sale. Um, and generally you want to do it before the free month is over with the incentives and those type of things. So, yeah, I'll give, I'll give you one quick thing. Like I'm on in a conversation with one of the moms right now. And um, I wrote, you know, I have an automated text message that not automated, but it's saved so I can send it right out to them. And I wrote a uh, Shian Alley here, just checking in. How are you liking classes? If you are, do you see yourself as a member of our school, our family? We would love to see that happen. If so, uh, if you sign up officially within two days of this message, I can give you an additional $50 off your first month of tuition. Plus you get to use your free month too. What do you think? And she wrote back, she's loving it. Thanks. We'll see. Like she's still on the fence. And then I wrote, well, what would it take for me to get you to sign her up? She has been coming a while now and loving it. I think she is ready. Let's talk about it. So I'm constantly always planting the seed. I'm not always letting it just, I'm not letting the, you know, the wind just navigate where my boat is going. I'm trying to always bring it down the, the clothes yeah. and, to get and, that commitment. And that's a good point because what a lot of people would do when they hear that, is would be like, oh, this lead's not serious. Like, I'm not gonna bother. This is not a bad quality lead. Yeah. Right. But it, the 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 thing is, is that it's not a. There's no such thing as bad quality leads unless they genuinely like are, like poor and they can't afford it. Um. But what? like like as far as they, there's only a cold lead, right? Because the leads that we get from Facebook, they don't know us. They don't. They like don't know how great we are. They don't know about our school. They haven't seen our website. They haven't seen our reviews. So a lot of the time, it's not that people can't pay for a $20 trial or a $30 trial. It's that they don't know and trust you 
um, they don't know, like they don't have that trust yet. So that's something that we have to build, uh, which you're, you're very good at doing, Ali, in terms of like bringing people over trials, texting them, emailing them type of things. Um, yeah. And, and Gus, I've even had a lady recently mad at me because I, you know, she said, oh, I don't think we can afford it. And I said, I have an idea for you. Why don't you ask grandparents, parents, relatives, if they'd like to chip in and maybe pay for a month of tuition, you know, and uh, the lady, this particular lady, first time ever was furious with me. Like, how, how dare I, uh, you know, talk to her in that way? I was very demeaning. And I, I only meant to give her some suggestions on other options that she had. Um, she didn't take it well, but a good majority of the people usually go, Hey, that's, that's a great idea. I never thought of asking my mom and dad. I mean, I have a lot of people in our school, kids that are in our school that their grandparents pay their tuition, right? Yeah. They pay all their tuition. So, um, I think that it's worth taking the shot. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great idea. I know you mentioned this, especially around Christmas time, right? When you're able to like get paying for like a lot of like family members, they want to gift their, obviously their nieces or uh, like they want to gift like different things um, yeah. or, or like their grandkids have a deal. So it's, it's a great like idea to, to do, especially around the holidays. But I think in general, I think that it's very, very helpful. And, I, and I'm glad that you can kind of come up with creative ways because I, I think a lot of people would just give up at that point and be like, Oh, they can't afford it. Like, that's yeah, it. I, I also told Dwayne, uh, I told Dwayne the other day about another client of mine that I had recommended that they reach out into the community and his, he was a, a, a acupuncturist and Chinese medicine doctor and reach out to his old people, his associates, not clients, but people that he would work with other doctors, other hospitals, places like that, and see if they'd like to donate to a scholarship fund. And um, within like a week, he raised like seven grand like $7,000. And now he can allocate that money for those families that legitimately can't afford it. So, um, and he's doing it to, to feed his summer camp as well. Yeah. That's awesome. So so Gus, um, we should advertise on Facebook and we should do our back to school ads on Facebook. What other platforms um, and services do you offer that you recommend that, same type of ad or something similar on yeah i mean obviously facebook and instagram are kind of the 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 main platforms right now i know it depends on the school too like some people have just not had like great experience with with facebook and they don't like facebook i know some clients are are doing google uh which works really well it's just a, a little bit more of a longer term game i know some people in specific areas that uh we can target like TikTok, um, it depends. Like we have, like, for example, I'm in San Antonio. If I run ads on TikTok as of now, as of, as of today, right. Um, it will target the whole city of San Antonio, which is a pretty big city, uh, which is not ideal, right. Cause we want to make sure that we target a certain radius, but it's doable because the, the cost per lead on TikTok is so low that we can maybe get away with some people that are too far. Now, if we try to do TikTok on New York, it targets the whole state of New York which obviously is, is not going to work, right? So um, we have to obviously look at that as well. But we do have some clients running TikTok and, and it's, been, it's been working well, but they do it in combination to Facebook, Instagram, and maybe even Google. Do you think um, that 
the majority of clients that come to you, like a good amount of them are like, and I've noticed this because I, I, I work with a lot of your people too. And I do Google and I run Google ads for people as well. And I manage their ads, but with Google, we could run multiple different ads and they're not paying unless they're getting clicks. So they only pay the maintenance fee for me to maintain their ads. But if they're not getting, you know, getting results, they're not going to end up getting charged different than Facebook where we pay continuously just to have the ads running. Um, but do you find though that like people that are, struggling that it probably isn't good for those schools to advertise because they're like on their last 50 bucks and they're hoping they're going to get a hundred people. Like I had one client that you had recommended to me that had like a two month deadline. If they didn't get 60 clients in two months, they had to close up shop. And um, it just was like every few days, like I'm not getting any leads. Uh, I need more. Do you find like a lot of clients are like that? They're, they're, you know, penny wise dollar foolish. We used to call it. Uh, not really, just because I, I've been doing this for, for so long and uh, I, I know what, what expectations to set. So um, I, I hear an echo. I'm not sure if that's... Uh, yeah, that's it, it just started up. It's not on my end. I muted my mic. Go ahead. Give me one second here. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, sorry about that. I don't know if you heard that. That was my computer. But um, in terms of, of like... There are some clients that, yes, that they, they want overnight results. Um, I think we work with so many schools at this point that we know what type of, like, what type of clients to actually take on. And we know what expectations to set. I would say if you're doing a back-to-school campaign, you at least, at the bare minimum, need, like, $20 a day, which is about $600 a month on ad spend to be able to actually get any tangible results. So normally we... Like that's our minimum. Some clients spending a thousand, some clients spending two thousand. Just really depends on how many platforms, how how fast you want to grow. But I would say, in terms of marketing, it's like think about it like the martial arts, right? Like you you're trying martial arts. Let's say you do it for a month. You're not gonna like get good in a month. I remember when I started Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, like. I was just trying not to get my ass kicked within the first few months, right? Uh, so it's uh, it, it's a process just like anything else that you're good at. Like you're not going to do something for a month and be really good. So right. the, thing that, the thing that happens with marketing, yes, we're getting leads, but there's so many components that are, that, that are within that, right? So number one is are you able to follow up promptly with the leads? Are you able to actually get a hold of them? Are you actually have – a good conversation with them like do you know what to say do you know your tonality like that's the first thing is getting a hold of the leads and then actually being able to set an appointment with the lead so uh, depending on like who you are right like the school the staff the training like it depends on how good you are with that same thing once you book an appointment are you get, are you able to get people to show up and actually come into the classes once they come in are you able to get people to have a great experience are you able to convert these people close these people so every school is different they all have different like different businesses different staff different abilities in terms of marketing and sales customer experience right so the the, the main thing at the beginning is um it's giving giving the client time to make sure that we plug all those holes at the beginning so make sure that you're following up correctly. Make sure that you're 
getting appointments, making sure that those appointments are coming in, making sure that we're closing those appointments. And some people are really good at sales, right? Some people absolutely have no experience with sales. So obviously there's going to be a different like time frame and a different learning curve. It's like if I, if I go and try to do like, let's say martial arts, right? Um, I might take less time or longer time than somebody else, right? Depending on like, are, are they overweight? Are they like super athletic? Are they like, so it, it's all a process. And I think people need to take this process, like just like anything else that you're doing in life, just to, like some people start in business and they're successful within the year. Sometimes, sometimes people take 10 years to be successful, right? So we have to apply that same mindset to the marketing. It's not just about getting leads because there are so many things like, uh, like around that, that we have to work on and make sure that we have narrowed down so that we can actually uh, be able to like make this happen and see a consistent amount of enrollment. I, I never, I never thought that I would be doing these things. Like I just wanted to teach martial arts and fight and train and all that. And, and, and now it seems that the more people I talk to, the more successful people, I mean, some of the, some of the people out there are making so much money and running schools with thousands of students. It's insane. Um, but there is that process of figuring things out. Like you had mentioned, there's like five areas that, that, you know, you could run the ads. That's great. You could get leads. That That's easy, kind of, right? You're going to do it. It's going to happen. Leads are going to come in. Now there are so many holes that they could fall through on the way that could make all the difference in the world that people would say, gosh, your ads are just not working. It's not the right clientele. Facebook leads are not the right leads. And I have to tell you that we never knew this stuff when we used to run paper ads. We didn't know this when we were doing door hangers and rack cards on the flyer. It didn't say only the right people call <laughs> us. Like we're a little bit like, you know, in, in kind of a kind of disillusioned in a way that um, running an ad is going to qualify. Yeah, yeah, you could only advertise to rich homes, but rich people aren't always the best clients. Right. You know, you, I find that sometimes people who are just making it by and working hard for a living are the best clients. They're going to put their kids in. They're going to make them stay. They're going to make sure they go um, when they're paying for something. They're going to make sure they're getting their mother's uh, their money's worth out of it. Right. So like these th this is a good thing. So there's no real qualification. It's how you follow the process every step of the way. What do you think, Dwayne? Yeah, I agree. I, I think a lot of school owners and, and I've. I've not just the owners, but if they have staff members too, they need to educate themselves or, or educate. I, yeah, educate themselves yeah. in the fact that they spend $1,000 to get 10 leads. Right. Each one of those leads are worth $100. Right. And now out of the 10, only uh, three make an appointment. Right. Right. So really, uh, what is that? A thousand divided by three is what? $333 and 33 yeah. cents. Right. So now each one of those appointments are $300 and 30, $333 and 33 cents. One of them is 34 cents. But anyways, the, and only two people show up. Well, now each one of those are $500 leads. Right. And then only one shows or one signs up. It costs you a thousand dollars to get that one person. That's your cost 
per student acquisition. acquisition. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of, uh, and I didn't know this. I didn't understand this until I um, had really, it was um, uh, Grandmaster Keith Hafner. Although when I was being coached by Stephen Oliver, he had talked about it. I just didn't understand it. It was Hafner that gave me the uh, actual equation to understand it. But one, the studio owner needs to understand how, you know, the money that's being spent and how important it is to understand where, where that uh, the, the, the cost of acquisition is, but two, your staff members have to understand how that goes. Yeah. And and I was just quickly saying, because if your, your head instructor or your, your um, program director doesn't understand that that's a hundred dollar phone call that they're following up that person. Yeah. They don't get it. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, I was going to just add to that. I was going to say, like, the staff has to take that seriously as well. Like, so they have to understand, like, we're spending a lot of money to get. And by the way, the overall cost of marketing is website, Facebook, Google, flyers, all of this stuff combined. So sometimes cost per lead is way higher than we would imagine. Um, I know Gus has clients that, that I coach that, they don't even follow up on the, like, yeah, they, they didn't go through my funnel the way I set it up. And they didn't go from the Facebook ad to the website, to the website, to the trial, the trial, to the sign up. Like, and then they're just like, ah, they're a wasted lead. And it's like, they're not willing to put the work and effort in. Like when I, for for example, when I used to landscape, I would, and someone was talking about this the other day, they were saying, remember we used to have atlases and the maps and you'd open the page and highlight, like I would go on eight or nine estimates a night and I'd have to highlight the route to get to their house. And then when I got there, I had to put on this presentation. Most other landscapers would come with a business card, chop the price down on the back of the card and literally like throw it at the client. They could care less. And I had a very professional sales process that I followed. I would sign up 90% of the people that were coming for lawn maintenance or lawn fertilization because I had a system. And then I would, if they said, okay, I'll get back to you. I was calling them right away to follow up. Like I followed the similar processes once I started my school. Now I'm like, if I knew then back in the landscaping business, what I know now, as far as customer acquisition I, and sales, I would, I would have yeah. been, you know, run a multi multi-million dollar landscape business. Yeah. So it's about those systems, right? Right. So, Gus? so, so that would be the first thing, right? Like the, the cost per acquisition, but also you need to know your lifetime value. Cause yes. a lot of people like what they do is okay. If Gus, if you charge X amount, I need to be signing up, you know, 10, 20 students a month to even to even break even. Right. But they, they're only counting month one. They're not counting their lifetime value. Right. And I know for a lot of schools, their lifetime value might be two, three, four thousand dollars, just depending on the school. So you can't do your advertising and, and try to break even like right away. Like there has to be a process where right. you, you get maybe you're you're losing money at the beginning uh you're, you're on your way to break even then you break even and then once you break even your advertising is pretty much paying for your ads for the rest of the year and anything on top of that is profit yeah that's a hard thing for people to understand a lot of times people will get a client and now that's their client now they have them but they don't count their income anymore like you know so like if you started facebook today and in six months, you had signed up 20 people and they all pay $150, right? So that's like, what, three grand a month. 
times 12 months, 36,000, and your total advertising cost might be 12 for the year. So those clients in perpetuity are going to, if they stay with you, are going to be paying all that marketing and everything else is just pure gravy. But everyone looks at the month to month, day in and day out as their profit center. And by the way, we're going to have good months and we're going to have slow months and bad, you know, good months. Right. So it makes a well, difference. And yeah. And the, the problem with that is, is and we go back to the, the sexiest thing about your business that nobody ever wants to do is know your numbers. Yeah. I mean, that really is the, 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 the sexiest thing about your business is the numbers. And even though you may not want to be the accountant, <laughs> right. um, in order to account for your business, you have to know the numbers and you can't, we, I, I did this for years until I understood that I needed to know, know the numbers. I, I estimated in my head, oh yeah, I had 10 signups this month. But then when I actually start doing the numbers, I go, oh, crap, I, I only had, you know, six signups this month or, right. or or I only had three people quit and eh, wrong. I had eight people quit. Right. I wasn't. You know, so we lie to ourselves, whether yeah. we knowingly do it or, or or unknowingly. But the numbers don't lie when it's in black and white. It can or red, depending on where you're at on the numbers. Yeah. Uh, it does not lie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one, Dwayne. I mean, we talk about that all the time on our podcasts and, and with, you know, numbers are everything. Like I know to the penny what I spend per month. I have a spreadsheet. I go on my bank accounts every month and I go through all that stuff. I still, I, as well as the finances, I do the same with my lead acquisition. Like I'm going through knowing how many leads came in, how many people set up for a first appointment, how many didn't. They just filled out the form. I'm trying to stay on because my my goal is to nurture those leads so that the money that I spent is more well spent. Right. And yeah. a lot of times people don't put that time and effort in. Right. I mean, and Gus, by the way, we do have to end about 15 minutes early today because Dwayne had something come up that so we can't do the whole hour. Um, but so we have about like 15, seven minutes, eight minutes left. So um, I'm sorry to cut you short on that. Do you have any things that you would want to just quickly tell people to do? Yeah, yeah. So I would say, like I said, um, if you're not currently advertising, I would suggest that you set a budget for for back to school. And like I said, ideally, you would want to get started in August. Um, obviously, the earlier, the better. But don't definitely don't wait till September uh, because by then it would be too late. Uh, mm -hmm. Another thing is, like I said, I would I would allocate uh, uh, if you are going to start advertising, I would suggest that you advertise whether you do it with me or anybody else or on your own that uh, you do it uh, in, on a consistent basis. I think like with both of you, I think we've been running our ads for like four or five years nonstop. Right. I don't think mm -hmm. we have paused even through COVID. We were doing like a uh, virtual trials and stuff like that, yeah. which was uh, pretty awesome. Um, so consistency is going to be the key. And then, like I said, think about, think about the marketing, like you're, you're thinking about like learning a new skill or, or like martial arts or getting good at something, right? There is going to be a process behind it. It's not just like, Oh, like I'm going to put money into this. I'm going to get leads and they're going to sign up. We have to make sure that we're plugging all those holes. So the, the follow-up actually getting a hold of people. Number two is, uh, making sure that we're booking appointments Number three, making sure people actually show up. And then number four is converting the, the trials into new students. And 
and uh, doing that on a consistent basis. So that would be that would be like kind of my tips there. As far as back to school, there's there's so many promotions that we can run. Um, I would suggest we you know you set a plan and get something out there. But I think that the main thing is is having that long term mindset, which is what I really like about you guys is that even if we're getting leads, I, I know Ali, you're you're still following up with leads or emailing leads from like a few years ago, and uh, yeah. I know you've had people actually come back in, you know, within like a few well, months well, or within well, a few years. Check this out, real quick though. I just sent out a uh, text message and email to all my prospects that never signed up for any kind of program. But I sent it out from my summer camp and I got three people sign up for summer camp. They, they're people that didn't sign up in my dojo martial art program, but now they're going to come. And hopefully from the summer camp, they'll come into the program. But if not, I, I didn't want to just say that lead was dead and deleted out of my database because it still has potential. Yeah. yeah. And that's where, like, I forget what number of podcasts we did, but remember doing our podcast with regards to, we call it spider web, like, yeah. you know, so your leads that are coming in, there's so many other things that they may do in your studio besides yeah. actually joining. Obviously the most profitable thing for you as a school owner is to get that lead to join your school. Right. And that is the most impactful for you financially and impactful for the student. Right. 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 But if they don't want to do that, there's, a ton of different things such as summer camps, birthday parties, uh, parents night outs. I mean, you name it, just bully buddy breaking. Board breaking, bully proofing, whatever it is. There's so many avenues that they can take advantage of doing things at your studio. So when you are a school owner and you're hesitant, and I remember when you and I first, first started working together and I tell when you, cause you'll send, uh, you know, when you have somebody, and I know you do this with Allie too, when you have somebody that's like, Hey, uh, I guess I'm not sure. Let me talk to people that have already worked with you. You send them my cell phone number. We talk on the phone. I don't sell them. I just say, hey, look, this is what happened to me. I told Gus, look, uh, I, I know how to do Facebook ads at one point. I don't want to do them anymore. Haven't done them for years now, and I don't want to relearn it. Right. But I also know what I'm supposed to do in marketing. And so we're going to take this slow. Like, you know, we're going to start out with a $500 budget. And, you know, and then you were kind enough to do it that way. Uh, you know, and, and then when we started to see traction, you were, you were like, Hey, we're get, based upon where you're at. We can bump this to, you know, if you do 750, I moved to 750. We got more leads, you know? All right. Well, Hey, you moved with, okay. Now I do a thousand. So there, there are, there are levels that you're willing to help people at, but, but, but you, it was nice of you to meet me at my comfort level, but all that to say, even if they, don't bite or don't take advantage of the most profitable thing in your school. There's other things that you can utilize uh, that lead for. Absolutely. Yeah. And then definitely. I just want to let everybody know that if you want to get a hold of Gus, you can um, obviously look him up on Facebook, Gus Lopez, or you can go to leadhuntermedia.com, but you can message him on Facebook. Um, if you got any questions, he, he'll, he'll make his time available to do that. Uh, any other ways to, for people to get a hold of you, Gus? Yeah, I think those are the main two, like our website and and then on Facebook, Gus Lopez. And like I said, even if you have any questions and you're not ready to advertise yet, uh, just shoot shoot me a message or or book a call, and then we can at, at the very least like get you a game plan uh, that you can kind of come up, even if you may need to hold off a little bit um, d doing so. But uh, yeah, like I said, I hope this helps. But I, I think the main things are for sure like that that I would suggest is uh, prepare early. Make sure that you don't wait till the last minute for the back to school promotion. 
obviously try to come up with something new, something creative that nobody else is doing, uh, and then get those backend systems in place to make sure that there are no holes. And it's, there's not, like I said, there's not such thing as a bad quality. It's, it's just a lead that, that doesn't annoy you yet and doesn't trust you yet. So, uh, you know, we have to make sure that we are, we are nurturing these leads and, you know, some leads might not convert. Some leads might convert a few years later. Some leads might convert immediately. Right. But we have to keep that long-term mindset in terms of the leads. Uh, we can't just expect things to happen overnight. Just like, you know, anything we do in life, whether it be martial arts or whether it be like we wouldn't expect our students to, to learn perfect martial arts in, in a month. Right. It takes years, if, if that sometimes even decades. So um, those are kind of like the, the main things that I would suggest to people. But, uh, yeah, reach out to me if, uh, if you have any questions. And uh, thank you guys so much for, for having me on. Yeah, awesome. There's a lot of good information there. I really appreciate it, Gus. Thanks so much. And Dwayne, good seeing you. And I like the color of your shirt. Thank you. I like the color of yours, too. <laughs> have a good day, right. guys. Thank All you, right. guys. See you later. Take care, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Learner Talk Podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out Elite Insights for all your website needs. They can be reached at EliteInsights.com. Add health coaching, helping school owners create a new and easy to implement revenue stream for your school. Visit AdHealthCoaching.com. Lead Hunter Media, your online digital marketer and content provider. Visit LeadHunterMedia.com. Academy Kings Growth Consulting and Management Group. They can be reached at academykings.com. And Spark Membership, hands down the best martial arts software for school owner management on the planet. They can be reached at sparkmembership.com. We will see you next time.